Hi everyone, this is Jen Plemons, Cheryl Perry with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us today. We, you can always join our conversation daily on our social media uh, at Charlotte Smarty Pants on Facebook and Instagram and at Charlotte Smarty on Twitter. And our Charlotte Smarty Pants podcast series is sponsored and powered by Charlotte Star Room, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. And they host the coolest pop star parties and professional voice lessons in a studio. So we're thrilled to partner with Charlotte Star Room. Joining us today also is Mary York Oates, uh, Director of Admissions with Charlotte Latin School. You can find Mary on campus at Latin every day of the week and when she is an inspiring young children, she's out on the, the field hockey field as head coach. And we're going to talk today about early education and technology. Thanks Mary York for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, one quick clarification, I am the assistant coach on the field hockey oh, team. Oh yeah. Oh that's a biggie. <laughs> I, I that have is to give big. a plug for Deb Savino who's a winning <laughs> coach in Charlotte. Cool. Nice, yes. nice. No competition there. Right. <laughs> Okay, so you work a lot with younger children, and technology is one of your passions. What, how have you seen technology affecting children and their brains in early stages? You know, I think we confuse stimulation with engagement. Technology can be a powerful tool. It is a blessing and a curse. The okay. benefit of being in a room like this and being able to create a podcast is one of the great perks. But if I think about it from a personal point of view, um, I can get so dulled by my constant exposure to the ping, to checking the email, mm -hmm. to having moments where I really kind of get in a trance. The difference between a four-year-old or five-year-old and me is that I'm very old. <laughs> and so my brain actually had the benefit of developing without that. So right. I can only imagine what we're doing to the brain of a young child because one of the a very famous Duke researcher in brain development says the brain is what the brain does. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to think about all that exposure. Mm -hmm. And and how you know how do you see that like, you talked about the benefits of technology? Um, we can all talk a little bit later about some of our fears with technology and children in the age, but let's talk more about the benefits. Like um, there there are so many positive things that we can do with technology and kids and. How do you guys work it in with Latin, with um, technology in the classroom and outside the classroom? I think that the true benefit for children with technology is the resources it provides for the teachers, mm -hmm. where right. it supports the teachers. I actually don't see great benefit in um, technology exposure at a heavy level in the young child. In the preschool and the beginning grades, um, I would really limit it, actually. Right. Um, but the resources, for example, we have this phenomenal software that's similar to what we're doing today. It's a recording software that we use in our Spanish instruction. Latin's belief is a path to proficiency in Spanish, and so the children need to be able to speak it. And a teacher can record the child. The child can pick up the iPad and do the recording, which is very mm -hmm. natural for them, right, right. very comfortable for them. And then the teacher can take that and see whether they hit the mark on the lesson, and they can differentiate. So you may have a really, really talented Spanish speaker that you can take further. You may have a child that needs to some clarification on a sound, and you can work with the child. So um, I believe technology's greatest gift is really in its archival nature mm -hmm. and the ability to measure. Um, but right. really a child's use of technology needs to come later when they have a more three-dimensional approach to learning. Technology is, is one-dimensional. 
So do you think, is there a difference in the type of technology, like the smart boards that I know are super popular with certain schools? Is there a difference in using those as a group? Because I feel like smart boards are more of like a group lesson versus like a device, an iPad. Do you see a difference there? Absolutely. I think, again, those are tools for the teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the revolutionary document camera when I first started teaching was really fascinating. And that enables the teacher to be able to put something on the screen in real time. Mm -hmm. Um iPads, we don't even really begin to issue those until the child is in third grade. And even at that point, they don't take them home um, because you're arming them with a pretty powerful Right. I know. I kind of struggle with that. I have an elementary school age. I have two elementary school age children. One's in first grade. So this audience. But I struggle with a lot of times educators will tell me certain apps to use at home for reading and for math. And I really struggle with that because he'll get on the app and then all of a sudden he's just playing a game. Right. You know, right. so I don't know. Yeah. So it's such a yeah. fine and line and it's hard for me as a parent. Like I'd rather not even give him the iPad rather than try to struggle with, are you still on your math game or are you on a street car game? You know what right. I mean? And I think the thing is it's extremely um reinforcing. Mm-hmm. The apps really engage them in a way, they don't necessarily engage them, they stimulate them in a way that they don't want to put it down. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you look at a 3D approach, what we're talking about is children need a multisensory approach to information. Mm-hmm. They need to see it, taste it, feel it, cut it, move it, repeat it, repeat it, mm-hmm. repeat it 180 times. And so when a teacher is the center of that, the teacher can understand in real time and manipulate how right and manipulate you know mm-hmm. where do you jump off where where do you stop mm-hmm. because in technology it's such a it's such instant gratification too there's beauty in a teacher who has four or five lessons in a story to close the book and say we're going to think about this and we're going to come mm-hmm. back to it tomorrow wow that's like fascinating to a 5 year old mm-hmm. we're going to wait on something right and we're going to yeah. do it tomorrow yeah um so I think it's really, really important. Um, I think technology steals creativity, and that's a real mm-hmm. anomaly because we can do these cool things. Mm-hmm. We can be in this fantastic room. We can um, put filters on our phones. We re- can record the moment. But it's become a drag-and-drop society for mm-hmm. kids as opposed to the, when we would cut and paste and realize that glitter was a mess, so we needed something to contain the glitter. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just really valuable to to embrace the practices that are led by human connection. Mm-hmm. And, I and totally agree. I, you know, just thinking about that is my kids, um, particularly my younger ones, their handwriting mm-hmm. is, I can tell, is a direct reflection of just not using... Well, and my younger ones are boys, and I boys, often, like, I do sure. wonder if One is that's very neat, boy and one and, is not yeah, neat. Yeah. But it's like, the wor- I was like, you must need to be a doctor, because yeah. your yeah. handwriting is yeah. so You're on bad. that path. And yeah. maybe you're really good at this technology yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, um, talking about, you know, how early do you recommend parents have the conversation about digital citizenship, and how do you, how do you branch off into... You know, in, in, I know in elementary school, sometimes kids are dabbling with social media, whether or not they know it. Some of their gaming platforms are social media. Right. Mm-hmm. They can connect with basically the world mm-hmm. um, if parents aren't paying a lot of attention. So what tips do you have and how to how early do we start that conversation? Um, and how do you make young people understand the consequences? Young being like 
eight and under even, right. Right. you know. Yeah, they don't grasp it. Yeah. Well, Amer- American Pediatrics recommends 13 before they're on any sort of social media right. platform. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got to get ahead of that in right. terms of education. And I think it's – I think one thing I'd like to liberate parents is you don't need to master every platform. What you need to master Correct. is – your child and your child's usage and what you need to master is how well you are communicating and so the problem with social media is it is designed for adults to interact and we know how disappointing those interactions can be Absolutely. so when an eight-year-old stumbles on something entirely inappropriate mm-hmm. a graphic image in minecraft mm-hmm. or something or even on harmless. youtube right yeah right. youtube and, right you know. um so it's I think that digital citizenship, the important word with digital citizenship is citizenship. Whether, and etiquette, the important word is etiquette. If you put sports in front of citizenship Mm -hmm. and etiquette, there's a certain platform you need to understand as well. And so I think we need to trust our basic instincts that respect and boundaries and age appropriateness, a commitment to development Mm -hmm. um, is really, really important. And we are the adults and we have good judgment Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, Well, (laughs) Well, we have to to be the role models. We have to practice what we preach. Well, and you've got to also, as the parent, take a step back and stop what you're doing and notice what's going on around you. Like I'm guilty of after three, not knowing... um, What's happening? You know, the, right. my seven-year-old has his iPad, and it's after three, and everyone's trying to get their homework done. I don't even know what he's doing. So, right, right. As a parent, you have to. Yeah, with four kids, a lot to police. You have to like stop and. Right, and I think I, I would recommend the book Catherine Steiner Adair's The Big Disconnect. Okay, um, I have that. It's a great book. I haven't, book. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Well, it'll keep you up at night. I mean, read it during the day because yeah. there's some staggering things, but it really talks about the value and the importance of the connection with people. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, if we don't work on the soft skills, which you cannot get through technology, mm-hmm. you're not right. gonna, there's no app for civility. Right. There's no app for honor above all. Um, you've got to feel it and live it. One thing that fascinates me in a preschool room, and, in a, and I hate when I see this disappearing, the Lincoln Logs, for example, mm-hmm. or the Legos, that requires a lot of planning and mm-hmm. a lot of precision. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about the handwriting. The real correlation between handwriting begins with gross motor skills. Right. And mm-hmm. so are they running, moving, pedaling a trike, pumping on a swing, climbing? Mm-hmm. Check, check, check right. on all that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same. So for the Same. handwriting. Yeah. Well, if the yeah. core strength is good, then they can do the other thing. But then are they now pinching with tweezers? And remember how we used mm-hmm. to thread yes, the cards? they're not. Yeah. And, and those, they probably did in preschool, they but did. Right. I know. I not know at home. Did. Right. You know, but you should see, them. and you should pick a preschool that does mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You yeah. should go in and say, what, where's your dramatic place center? I want right. to see the dress-up box. Yeah. Because at the dress-up box, you also have to have keen negotiating skills. Right. I'm wearing the tiara. You've you, got yeah. the sparkle mm-hmm. right. shoes. You right. know? And we begin to have those community member things that mm-hmm. are... You just can't teach you with can't, an app. Right. Mm-hmm. And beginning school has got to be about the underpinnings of... I believe the coders of tomorrow mm-hmm. are not going to be good with a computer at five. They're going to be phonetic geniuses, mm-hmm. and they're going to have phenomenal phonics instruction because that is decoding, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is that is you know putting together systems and puzzles. That is creative thinking. That is manipulation of information at a highly sophisticated level. Mm-hmm. Parents can't see that because right. it's not fast. Mm-hmm. Right, it takes two years to do it. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing, and I will put this out there, is when a parent comes in with a child that's four and they say to me, my child can read, what are you going to do to challenge them? My first answer is, 
um, I'm going to hope to engage them at a high level. And if they can read, they even have a quicker window to begin to play with letters. Mm -hmm. Do they know how they learn to read? Right. Because the how sometimes and the why are a lot more important important Mm -hmm. than the product. To get into Mm -hmm. the school is why they did that. Well, I I think that's a myth, too. I mean, schools, I mean, children at five do not need to know how to read. Right. They have to be ready to do school. Readiness. That's right. And be able to sit in a desk for pay attention. Right. I like to call it old school. Like, my... My kids are really active, and um, they always have been. And um, so we try and try and limit the screen time at all ages, but also recognize that there's other screen time and technology apps that they're exposed to that you don't even realize is affecting them or right. that they're into it when they're playing certain games or things. So it's just always good for parents to stay in tune and mm-hmm. just be in their space. Right. Not master anything. You don't have to be the master of anything, no. but just be where they are. And um and you'll it'll open up a window. Um, Go off well, the grid too. You know, yeah. Sometimes find places where, you know, you intentionally check your own phone mm-hmm. and put it away. Yeah. And, you right. have to you know. be really intentional and get your spouse on board. Right. Right. Yeah. Half the battle. Half the battle. You're right. <laughs> well, um, thank you. We're gonna talk a lot more about this at our. We're really excited about our upcoming um, town hall on social media parenting 2.0 at Charlotte. So you'll hear more from Mary York and all of us. Um, it's on October, Sunday, October 29th from 2 to 4. And we'll have more information on Charlotte Smarty Pants for registration on Eventbrite. We hope to see you there. And uh, special thanks to Charlotte Star Room, our podcast hosts. And you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 